everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous, and today I don't want to waste too much time on the intro. I mean, I want to shout out the patrons at patreon.com slash Ridiculous for all their amazing support. We're now doing weekly episodes, and if you join at Patreon or you offer any donations at Patreon or whatever those things are called, you'll get access to the Discord, you'll get behind-the-scenes stuff, you'll get uh, HD posters that are really cool, and uh, at $1,337 on Patreon, we will be doing an episode on the Lamenters. Now, me, I don't know what the fuck that means. Apparently, the Lamenters are pretty important, and the Discord thinks that I'm going to be hella depressed after hearing about the Lamenters, so I, 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 I got a... I got a hot take. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the Lamenters. I don't think being extremely sad is a is a good character trait. Um, <laughs> but the Lamenters is kind of like a man. How how bad can your life get? Kind of episode. And people uh. like it, it's kind of it's half a meme, half like a, well, this isn't a meme. This is just depression. And some people like it. That's why we have one three three seven for that episode. I was gonna say, now I get it. Like, if they're just a giant meme, no wonder it's the lead goal. Uh, yeah, it has 2, to be lead speak. Oh yeah, it has to be lead speak. Absolutely. And then at two thousand, we'll start making some uh, some more uh, Warhammer content, like uh, mini painting. Uh, we'll do some games, uh, some Warhammer games, obviously for the channel and stuff like that at two thousand dollars. So. I didn't want to waste too much time on the intro. I realized I actually did waste a shitload of time. But uh, today's episode, I'm sure, Bricky, you are very excited about because we're talking about your girls. We are. Uh, mo mostly. Today is the age of apostasy, mm. um, which I actually don't really know what apostasy means. You know, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> Definition. Is the apostasy like uh, uh, like religious crimes or uh, like kind of being the uh, the for religious crimes, the abandonment or renunciation of a religious or political belief? Which I would argue is ironic ah. because this is like the exact opposite. This is like too much religious belief. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't the sisters like just anything that's heretical is just burned in hellfire? Or, well, not hellfire, but you get the idea. Pretty much. Uh, now, naturally, this, of course, is not going to be a sisters episode. We'll probably mm. have a whole episode. Like, like, you know how we have like our Necrons War in Heaven type thing? We'll probably right. later on have like an episode on the Necrons in general, their hierarchy structure, the different dynasties, mm -hmm. where they're at right now. Same thing with the sisters. This is a more the founding of as opposed to like a dedicated episode oh, okay. on them. Gotcha. Um, but we're talking this is actually, I'd argue, one of my favorite pieces of Warhammer lore because it, okay, so we just we just did Avengers Endgame, right? We just did the Horus Heresy, oh, yeah. <laughs> and anything past that feels like minute. Um, this is the exception. I'm actually going to be skipping over a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. After the Heresy, you have all of this shit. You've got the great scouring. Uh, Ro Mr. Robot Girl Man is coming in. He's riding <laughs> the Codex Astartes. And then he's like breaking up the Space Marine chapters, and they're they're hunting the, the Chaos Traitors, and they they like they hunt them all the way. Like they have to like flee to the warp. And, you know, Magnus is gone doing his thing. Like there's like all this stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, this is like the Spider. That's like the Spider Man Far From Home. Like it came out right <laughs> after Endgame. Like was it bad? No. 
But it was it amazing. Like, it's, it's just not, not really. you can't live up to it. You know, you just can't reach that level. Yeah, I mean, it's the Horace Heresy. How do you how do you live up to that? I was going to say, like, what what's there to talk about now? Like, what's everybody doing? How does like, uh, you know, wh- what's chaos doing? What, what's what's the corpse emperor doing? Like, where do, where do you go after you've. I was literally about to say, where do you go after you climax? But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> take a drag of the old cigarette and you get back to business, right? You go to you go the fuck to bed. <laughs> yeah, take a long. <laughs> Boy, that was a tedious three minutes, right? Anyway, that's go ahead. <laughs> the tedious three. Minutes. You know, you know when when you're at like when you're on the porn site and you like like um it's a thirty second ad, but it's really really good quality and you're like fastest hands in the west <laughs> I, I, I that's that's not my ass to left for my buddy but god damn was a good one <laughs> you okay if that, dk if that stays in the fucking episode i will be shocked if that if that co- if that is removed from the episode, I'm gonna raise hell, Me- metaphorically. That is, oh, uh, okay. So with that aside, the Age of Apostasy is a is a fantastic and a very interesting period of time. I think okay. it's because it's you. It's not about fighting chaos. It's not about the the Xenos aliens. It's not about the Tyranids. It's about just what horrible things one man can do and how oh. like the the selfishness of a single person's actions can can really topple an empire right and we're <clears throat> going to talk about arguably one of the most evil and horrible people in the imperium in ever and oh. this this is a man known as uh goge van Dyer. The most wow. evil fucking name <laughs> I've ever heard. G-O-G-E-V-A-N-D-I-R-E. Goge Van Dyer. I mean, like, if you're a parent and you're like, oh, it's a baby boy, what should we name it? Goge. Goge. Like, you know what future you've set up for your poor child. <laughs> like, they're gonna grow up to be an evil bastard. This is this is like the, the epitome of evil bastards. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we're at about the 34th millennia at this point. So the Horus Heresy happened like like flat out year, like early 30, um, 30th, or sorry, late 30th, early 31st millennia. Like like the turn of the, of the what's a, what's what's 10,000 years? Is there like a, I know millennia is a thousand. What's 10,000? Is there a term for that? I'm sure there's, sure there's got to be a term for that. I don't know what Not it is. Not that I'm though. aware of, but. Well. Regardless, it's that it's that that turn between twenty nine thousand yeah. and uh, and thirty thousand, uh, but so now we've skipped basically three to four thousand years right now. Um, during this period of time, Gilliman was like you know taking all the the space marines, boiling them down, uh, having them sent out to different areas. He wrote his codex of Stardes, all this kind of stuff. Now, yeah. naturally, the emperor was was quite was quite the fedora wearer, right? He was quite the atheist. <laughs> Um, yeah. we, we, we've established this. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, now he is entombed on the Golden Throne. And mm. you can't, like, it's got a lot of, like, died for our sins energy, you know? Yeah, it definitely does. The the, the, the whole thing with him and, and that he has to fight off the, the warp monsters forever and all times uh, because of Magnus's fuck up. 
it, it definitely does have a lot of uh, died for our sins and is always protecting us and always watching over us vibes for sure. Right. So naturally, religion of the emperor starts to kind of show its its face, which is quite ironic because the Imperium yeah. is now moving directly towards exactly what Lorgar wanted. And so was was there no one at this point? Because it, it sounds like they're heading towards, oh, yeah, we should all worship the Emperor. Was there no one from, like, the old guard that was like, um, you guys realize that's not what he wanted, right? And he, do, do, like, did no one remember what happened to Lorgar, or did they not care, or were they just so, like, enamored well, and grateful to the Emperor that nobody, they were just like, nah, he, he deserves it? A, cu- a couple combinations of all of them. Uh, unfortunately, ah. and, and in a particular issue of a little bit of bad writing i didn't really mention this like all all the primarchs are gone um besides besides gilliman doing his thing uh, and eventually he gets mortally wounded and is forced to go into like a stasis chamber for a long ass time as well um Mm. but like they're all gone like like we'll talk about this in particular but jagatai khan like went into the warp so did lehman russ they're both gone corvus corax is gone rogel yeah. doran lost his like left arm or was his right arm one of his arms and is, is like gone like everyone's gone and, and and so the leadership is quite minimal uh pretty much every single major primarch is no longer in the picture and with that also it's when you think about like humans they do live longer, but they're not, they're not immortal. You know, the, true, generations true. have passed. Thousands of years have passed. That's fair. That Yeah. I guess and, I guess with Warhammer, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, 10,000 years have passed. And it's like, oh, that's not much for them. And it's like, oh, I guess I guess things can kind of change. And yeah, for your, like for like your regular person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, after some time there, I mean, there was an original church uh, that started off. And it, it, it kind of it's it's hard. It's a lot of like like semantics. If I'm being honest, I don't really need to get too far into it because that's not that's not our point here. But <laughs> um, as time, you know, the emperor died for our sins. The whole thing, little pockets of this religious kind of feeling has started to kind of like crop up, right? Mm-hmm. And and that means th- they eventually started getting really into like the worship of the emperor. Yeah. And and the worship of its own right of his own rights. I think the first one was the, the temple of the savior emperor, which wow. I believe was actually founded by Lorgar, uh, but it was like reformed. It's a it's a solid amount of irony because honestly, yeah. Lorgar is basically getting what he wanted right now. The word bearers yeah. are literally getting what they wanted. Um, and That's now so on the nose, <laughs> like it's just like, yep, this is what Lorgar wanted. It's the church of the savior emperor, and it's like, wow. He, that's no, what he got massacred for. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, you discuss Lorgar in modern day 40K, and he's a horrible heretic. But because, mm. you know, part of the Horus heresy, but it's a lot of irony. Because yeah. right now, everyone knows the Imperium in modern Warhammer as like the zealotous, uh, you know, prejudice, insanely religious group. And yeah. that started both with a little bit of the hand of, uh, of Lorgar and the word bearers, but also. You know, just that's the the sheer nature of people, you know, emperor. Oh, yeah. you, you, I mean, you may have not called himself a god, but God damn it. The 10 foot tall golden pla- uh, clad armor who's the most powerful guy in the galaxy. And, yep. you, know, yeah, you know, who is still protecting us from the warp nightmares. Mm-hmm. Not, not to be seen, though. 
Yeah. You know, almost yeah. like a deity. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of these churches start popping up in, in tons of worlds. And as time has gone on, they eventually do create something uh, called the Adeptus Ministorum, which eventually is led to something called the Ecclesiarchy. Now, the Ecclesiarchy is just, it's the, it's the church. Whenever you hear right. the word Ecclesiarchy, you think the Church of the Imperium, the major right. imperial truth. Or the imperial cult, some people like to call it, because you know, it's it's kind <laughs> Gee of weird. Whiz, why why would it be? Mm. <laughs> I, I do wonder why it's why it seems so culty. Well, yeah, why would it be so culty? I, 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 you know, just just put that due to the stake because he said Big E is bad. <laughs> Nothing but, cult like about that. That's not, just, please. It's just Tuesday. It's, for this Imperium, it is certainly Tuesday. So as this began growing up, as we know in old school uh, literature and all, the church held tons of power. I remember when I was when I was younger, we learned about history. There was always one position over the king, and that was like was it the bishop or like the, the pope or something, yep. right? Bishop, archbishop, pope. Yeah, yeah. he was always yeah. the one guy who had more power than the king. Mm-hmm. And so when, as it started gr- gaining this just huge amount of power. And I mean, it's to the point where it even got a major seat in. There's a thing called the High Lords of Terra. They're like the the major individuals that run everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it became, got its own seat as like the the ecclesiarch. It's the ecclesiarchy, and then there's the ecclesiarch, which is like the the main guy in the, on the High Lords of Terra. So mm-hmm. as this began, you started around the I think the 35th millennium was where we were at. And as time hap- uh, came on, the church started gaining its own like military. Uh, it was mm-hmm. called the Fraternus Templars. Basically, imagine like a religious, um, religious like militia. Oh, like, they started... a, like a Templars type of deal. Yeah, I mean, it's called Fraternus Templars, so I guess it really works out. Oh, that well, well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. duh. <laughs> e- easier. But as <laughs> as it moved up, and as it got more and more powerful, and started getting really powerful, and then the church that's getting really powerful now has its own militia. And it became its own, like, its own, like, kind of bloated force. Mm-hmm. And then we began to probably one of the more crazy issues, which is where we get into Mr. Gauche Van Dyer walking into the, walking into the room. So mm. you remember those warp storms that cut off areas? Yes. Well, it happened again um, in the early 36 millennia, so around like 35,000-ish. Mm-hmm. That started becoming a real problem. Uh, certain planets were getting cut off. That was becoming an issue. You know, other areas of humanity were, were getting stuck. Orcs were coming around, Ooh. being a being a problem. Uh, the Jukari were coming around, being Ooh. a problem. <laughs> it was, everyone's everyone's <laughs> being a problem. That, you know, yeah, those are big problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of worlds start going straight into religious anarchy. They started like flagging themselves and doing oh. like like more worse acts of like penance for what they've done wrong because they consider like the emperor punishing them. Oh, um, okay. They start going a little little Drukari-ish, where they're like, except they were, you know, murdering and hurting themselves due, you know, as penance for their sins. Yeah, these got they these they got were bad. Being cut off because the emperor was mad at them and they like did something to anger him. Exactly. So gotcha. the current ecclesiarch was a man named Paulus the Third, and he might have been the weakest baby back bitch. <laughs> of like of all the ecclesiarchs he was like <laughs> such an absolute weak horrible leader <laughs> but this was kind of placed there on purpose Goj van dyer master of the administratum 
was had made his way up into the ladder through just bribes, assassination, threats. Oh. He he has just moved himself up the ladder, and he specifically appointed this palace guy as ecclesiarch, knowing full well <laughs> that everyone was going to hate him. And so, in a in a a, a muster of strength. Good Van Dyer went into Paulus's uh, throne room and like, like Wait, busted please, the before before you say this. Please tell me he breaks his back. Please he tell me he, he lifts does not. It over his head ooh, and ooh, ooh, back. <laughs> no, no, he does not break his back. Unfortunately, Damn it. that'd be fucking great. Um, Van Dyer walked his way directly into like the Ecclesiarch's throne room and was like, "I denounce you as Ecclesiarch and I denounce everything that you've done," and had him immediately executed. With, with without trial, without appeal, oh. nothing, and, and and it's a coup. You know, it, it was a daring coup. Yeah. And with that, Van Dyer himself proclaimed himself master of the administratum and the newest ecclesiarch. He was not only. It was like imagine like the president, but then he considers himself the president of like all departments of America, like, like the um, judicial branch that all, Ooh. like he, he is like, he has taken up both positions. Wow. He is number a, one. That's a big deal. It's that's a big move. A, that's a big power move. Yeah. And Jesus. so now that he has therefore taken up both the title of ecclesiarch, you know, like leader of the church and master of the administratum, which is like the, the more organized part of it. Mm-hmm. Basically, a lot of people would consider this pretty awful, uh, but, you know, they hated the other guy so much because he was yeah. such a little bitch. <laughs> they, um, they probably thought that was a big step up from the baby bag bitch. Some of them did. Some of them uh, were not so happy. Now, I, I'm not sure how much of this might be used as like a, as a major basis, but I'm not quite sure which leader it was. But I think I think it was like Saddam Hussein. Well, there's like that oh. really famous, horrible video of like him standing on the podium and he kind of like asks who opposes me. And then the people who stand up get like shot or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, they get taken out back and executed. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's basically what happened. Uh, the next oh. few days, many, many people stood up to Van Dyer and his his actions. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> well, they were executed. I assume. They were immediately executed. They were either they were declared traitor, declared a her- heretic and immediately killed. And th- this guy was such a little like a little baby. Anyone who was like, you know, Van Dyer, um, you know, I-, I believe in you, but I'm not quite sure this is the best idea. And he would go into like a petulant rage and, and would just slaughter people in the thousands. And, and like, like a, a guy, like a high lord from a different, uh, like a hive city would be like, you know, Van Dyer, I'm not, you know, we're with you and all, but uh, we're not quite sure about this, this exterminatus thing. And he would like take out their civilians and like gun them down in front of him and be like, you sure about Ooh. that? Wow, he's <laughs> like if your high lord is mean, you your whole city pays penance. He he's a straight up terrorist. He's like he's straight up like I, I oof, boy, I will murder your civilians if you disagree with me and fear you into agreeing with me. Basically, like we don't really know if he was a if he was like super unbalanced mentally before he became chief of everything, but. Mm. 
it became way worse. He he claimed that he spoke Ooh. with the authority of the emperor himself, which wow. is one a big fucking deal. But that's like, a huge that deal. Yeah, he like he communed. He spoke to the emperor, like personally. He says he did wow. these things. These things. Um, he would like he would go into trance like states where he would like pretend to speak to the emperor. Like he would like walk wow. around the palace just talking to himself as if he was talking to the emperor himself. Often he would enter insane rages, insisting that everything he said be transcribed, every word be written down, but at the same time to not like like spy on him. Like like orders that defied logic that, that wow. would contradict each other. And anyone who was like, we can't do that, it doesn't make any sense, he would have executed. Jesus. You're you're literally like you're the secretary to the president, and the president is like, go get me a diet coke, but with but like it has but it has to be Pepsi. You're like, sir, I, I can't do that, and they're like, kill him. <laughs> wow. When you you weren't kidding when you said he was like the worst. He, he is, is the awful. the worst. Often he would go to other worlds, either worlds that were like stranded from the warp storms or something, mm -hmm. and he would expect a full blown parade, a, a full blown like like when they when they arrived, he expected them to already know of his arrival without any given warning. And if they were not prepared to give tribute, often he would slaughter the population. Sometimes he Ooh. would even exterminate us the fucking planet. Sometimes if you what? didn't, if you if you weren't like, hey, Goge, it's so great to see you here. God love the emperor. The moment he arrived and, and you provided to him money, food, wealth, and especially women, he would just fucking like, like gas your planet. Holy shit! Just for not having a parade ready and not like offering him tribute as soon as he arrives, he's he would just exterminate he, the planet. He's such a petulant bitch. He's the worst. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. That is, oh boy. He. This is known as the uh, the reign of blood. By the way, uh, Ghost Van Dyer's reign How'd of get blood. That name. <laughs> uh, who would guess? Um, though I, I knew he was pretty awful, but like imperial officials God. doing exterminatus and killing people is is not a very uncommon thing. But there was one thing in particular that I really, really was like, "Wow, what a piece of work!" And it was the breaking of Lord Phaedrus. Oh so, God! <laughs> one of the biggest issues that he had was bringing the Adeptus Astra Telepathica under his control. This is like a cont the contingent of psychers. Uh-huh. Now, Lord Phaedrus was the master of the Adeptus Astra Telepathica, which is a fucking mouthful. It sure um, is. <laughs> but he was a, like, this is all psychers. And, and the Telepathica has them, like, you know, travel the warp and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he was a super potent psyker. And as such, he, like, Van Dyer might have had, like, some charisma and shit to some people. Because uh, he obviously was a horrible liar. But sure. being a psyker, you can kind of read minds if you're smart enough. And so yeah. he saw everything. He saw oh. his his high in, his intentions, his like veil of of lies and his corruptness. Yeah. And after enough of this, he used his psychic abilities to constantly stay a step ahead of him. Um, and obviously, Van Dyer couldn't just kill the guy. 
because oh, yeah. he'd be replaced by an even more powerful Psyker. Mm-hmm. So he had to remove him. And in order to do so, he lured the Psyker, uh, the master of the Psyker, into a trap. And he took a Caluxus assassin. Remember those um, those Sisters of Silence that were like blanks? They had no soul. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a special assassin temple called the Caluxus Assassins, which are uh-huh. described by the Eldar. The Eldar. The Eldar. As being as being the embodiment of pure evil. Um, oh wow! <laughs> they take those they take those no soul people, and they outfit them with a fancy pantsy rig, which like amplifies their their blank gene by like ten times. It is oh. it is often seen that just them existing on the battlefield, just them being near psychers, has them like gouging their eyes out and like ripping their skin off. Because, oh, no. <laughs> like, constantly attempting suicide just because anything is better than being near this horrifying monstrosity. Oh, the- no. This is not going to end well for the uh, the leader of the uh, Adeptus Astar Telepathica, whatever it is. This is <laughs> the not big words. going well. for. Yeah, it's a, that is a huge... I was like, oh, I got this. Nope. <laughs> the um so he lured him into a trap using this assassin and being able to completely nullify all psychic powers uh, in the area he strapped him into a life support machine where the oh. assassin permanently severed his ability to tap into the warp permanently oh. making him unable to be a psyker anymore which oh. <laughs> is basically akin to like cutting your nuts off as a as a man like that's that's like your thing, yeah. you know. That's your life. Imagine I being mean, able to read everyone's minds and just having it shut off. Oh man, that might be worse. Like that might be worse than castration for a psyker. Because like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it it sucks if your balls get cut off, but like you you still you can still live for stuff. If you're a psyker and you just fucking lose that. That's yeah, it's, that's a big deal. That's not. It, it is horrendous. In in fact, it gets so bad that no, normally this operation would kill the psyker because these cluxuses are so insane. Yeah. Uh, but they used a a, a, a magos magos. I, I can't pronounce this properly. Uh, basically, uh, like a adeptus um, mechanicus guy, like a tech priest, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. used a, a biologist to keep him alive. And so he survived the operation, which made him insanely depressed. And he attempted to kill himself multiple times afterwards. He, he attempted to take his own life like like five oh. or six times. Jesus. But every That's time so he savage. tried to every time he tried to take his own life, Van Dyer was always there. Taking oh. the taking the blade out of his hand or or not allowing him to like hang himself. In the in the end, this guy was completely broken, and in that respect, Van Dyer specifically said he would not tell the rest of the Adeptus uh, Telepathica that he lost his psychic abilities, who would therefore have him replaced or you know have oh, him killed, yeah. and he would not tell anyone so long as he did everything he asked. Oh, and so wow. and That's so he did. So fucked up. And so he did. Oh, that's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. He's that that oh. right there for some reason feels so much worse than all the exterminatuses. Maybe because it's more it, personal, but eesh. yeah. It, like on on a scale of things, like the the exterminating of a planet because they didn't have a parade should seem worse. 
But like the deliberate just savagery of this just feels so like oh and it's so deliberate and it's so long lasting like it, at at least oh boy this is going to sound really bad at least when he exterminates as a planet it's just like it's over right it, it doesn't it's not like prolonged suffering like oh uh, yeah that, that I get well there's like virus uh, there's like virus bombing and stuff but oh well i, I mean this uh, regardless feels, right, yeah this was so much more personal and prolonged and deliberate and just it it makes your skin crawl it really does. Uh, but now, on the other side, let's get into a, a more fun topic. Let's talk about the Brides of the Emperor. Hey! Hey! hey. So, um, through a lot of, like, manipulation and and some more Van Dyer stuff, he heard of the existence of a, of a small group of, I wouldn't say, like, primitives, but, like, not Imperium level. Um, not, like, more than 21st century, but not, like, not, like, anything crazier. Yeah. Um, now he heard of a small sect of warrior women on a planet known as San Lior, and he decided that to radio ahead to them and be like, "Hey, give me the parade and all that shit." <laughs> so I, I thought that's what you were gonna say. Get the parade ready. <laughs> basically, so yeah. he went to this planet, and they had a full blown parade, flowers and. And and uh, and food and you know he was kind of going on his little thing and waving and everything and mm-hmm. and all of these women at threat of gunpoint were of were singing his praise and and you know all this wonderful stuff and he found eventually there was the gigantic church like the main temple mm. and at the temple uh, all these major these warrior women uh, had the doors shut. And said, no, uh, no, like man is allowed to enter this holy ground. And the main woman went to uh, Van Dyer and said, you are barred from entering this place. And all of Van Dyer's associates like immediately cringed. Like, I bet they did. No, no. Do that. You're all going to Jesus Christ. But Van Dyer was calm. Some fucking reason. And this woman right here was named Alicia Dominica, one of my favorite characters in Warhammer lore. Mm-hmm. And he calmly stepped off his like platform and went to her and handed her a bolt pistol. Oh. And, and, and walked back and said, I am graced by the emperor himself. You do not have the right to either bar me or harm me. And he put his hands out and he said, shoot me. Now oh. this is this is like a like an old school you know they're like not primitives but they're back in the day yeah, so yeah. he did, had a thing called a Rosaria Psalm which is basically like a like a force field like oh. a fancy and vulnerable field so oh, okay. this this woman Alicia Dominica shoots him in the head and it just like like ricochets a big off. invisible force field like it ricochets it blows up or whatever yeah yeah as proof that the emperor himself is watching over him. Oh, what a fucker. I know, right? And so they were like, oh my god, he is! And so they all, they got on their knees, they, you know, clasped their hands together, they mm-hmm. they allowed him entry. Like, oh, he obviously is now the, the true, um, like, uh, voice of the emperor. Mm-hmm. And so then he took them in. They were originally known as the daughters of the emperor, but he has now renamed them to the brides of the emperor. And mm-hmm. they had become... His personal uh, retinue of soldiers and bodyguards. 
Um, huh. Now, so that's they, they were his like his actual personal fighting army, but uh, they also yeah. had like the the Fraternus Templars. But that was like imagine like the sisters were his Marines and the Templars were like his Imperial Guard. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's the best way I could explain it. Yeah, explain yeah. it. But they were trained by the uh, by the Imperial Guard with all of the skills and weapons of war and stuff, and then constantly would would keep them as like really well trained warriors. And they were also his like silent assassins too. Often, if he uh, if he said, "Hey, this guy's a heretic, kill him," they would just immediately go up and gun the man down. Oof, they no they were asked, not a single loyal. one. He's Oof. like they're they're like his. Like you can't get more loyal than them, you really can't. Yeah, he truly—they they, they truly way. were the uh, like the the epitome of all of that. Man, I'm um, just waiting for this Goge fucker to get his. Like, I really, I'm hoping at some point it's just like, yeah, he gets his eyeballs taken out and shoved up his ass, so he has to constantly look at himself or something. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great quote in the Emperor text to speech episodes, uh, the series where. Uh, the, the, I don't know if you've heard much about that, but um, a little basically, bit, a little bit. basically, it's like a it's a comedy thing. But they um they give the emperor a text to speech device so he can talk now, mm-hmm. and he's like a douchebag. It's it's kind of good, <laughs> but he he's talk. He's like, you gave it to the most evil sounding guy ever, Goge Van Dyer. That name just screams, I'm gonna take your eyeballs out and put my penis into them. <laughs> <laughs> and you saying that made me think of that. <laughs> the irony, right? I know the irony. Irony. Uh, uh, I see what you did there, eh? Oh, oh, I'm done. Oh (laughs) boy. Um, but uh, they not only did the sisters or the brides, whatever. Um, they not only were his servants, but they were also like companions. They tasted all of his food in case that was poisoned. Uh, Mm -hmm. they fed him when he when he was sick. They nursed him to health. Uh, which is why they have like that kind of nun. Uh, like, like, you know, uh, hospital oh, gotcha. kind of vibe, you know, mm-hmm. um, they entertained him with like, they were entertainers. They sang, they danced and they, you know, wow. Yeah. I, I, I got you. Yep. yep. Yeah. You, you know what else they did? I, 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 yeah, I know what you're throwing down. Um, Ghost Van Tyre is a bad man. <laughs> fastest hands in the West, right? Anyway. Fastest hands in the West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause just, you know, he's a piece of shit. Um, of often, course, of course. Often they would be sent out to serve as concubines for other high lords he liked. Um, oh. So, like, I, I actually had to look up what a concubine specifically was referring to, but it's basically, like, uh, un- unlike unlike the first lady of the lord or something, they would be his, you know, his, uh, his other servant women. Yeah. Uh, so, pretty, not a yeah. good guy. Nope. Pretty, um, yeah, that's Goge. Just, mm. Mm-mm. So, uh. One time, like for all of their like dancing and fanciness, they were still pretty horrifying in, in combat. Uh, often a a holy a holy synoid, I believe what's what it's called, tried to have Van Dyer assassinated a bit ago. And what the brides did is they went into the meeting chambers, locked the doors, and about an hour later carried the severed head of every single one of them. Oh. And so the sisters didn't fuck around then and they don't fuck around now. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, Jesus, it, it doesn't sound like you could get better bodyguards than that. No, and in fact, it actually made the reign of blood even worse because now he had a fully, extremely powerful fighting force on his side. However, there was one man who hardcore spoke out against him, and that man was Sebastian Thor. Now, if we truly had to think of a guy who might be the goodest of guys in Warhammer, this is, this is up there. 
Uh-huh. Sebastian okay. Thor is basically Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King, who was also a great guy. Uh, but Martin Luther, like nailing the commandments on like the on like the church, you know. Command. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Or not, yeah. not commandments, but like the the uh, uh, what was it? Common common sense. Common. Yeah, uh, the, that yeah, whole yeah. thing. You know, you yeah, know what I'm talking about. I know. What um, you're talking about. He was just a humble a humble priest. He was a priest, a preacher, and he would constantly like he was just such a um, insanely motivational speaker, and he would constantly go to worlds and, and talk up the the power of the imperial truth. But he would start continuing uh, consistently denouncing the Lord of uh, Lord High Lord Fuck Terror Ghost Vandire, mm-hmm. and often many many assassination attempts on his life were were you know attempted. Yeah. But they just, he was always one step ahead of them. And this became a real thorn in Goj Van Dyer's side. And eventually, he would practically lead like like a religious crusade, Sebastian Thor, that is, constantly yeah. gaining his own group of fraternist Templars and his own, uh, like, kind of, I'm not quite sure how to say, I, I want to say his procession, but, you know, his own, what, what what's the what's the group in a church called? Like, like the people, is uh, that procession or is that like? Sure. We'll go yeah, I don't, that's, I, don't I, I, I don't know. I was going to say, I, I guess he's more of a Thor in his side, eh? Because huh? he's Sebastian Thor, you know. <laughs> stupid. stupid. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, but he started getting like, like quite a following. And mm-hmm. this led over to both the Adeptus Astartes, which is the Space Marines, of course, and yeah. the Mechanicus, who both of them were kind of like, Ooh, I don't like this Goge guy. But yeah. naturally, they're too busy, you know, killing chaos and orcs, and yeah. they had their own things to deal with. But with time, the chapter planets, like the, the planets that all the Primarchs were born on, and the Forge Worlds and the Mechanicus started to become practically fortresses where you could go to survive the horrible amount of anarchy and death that was basically present everywhere in the Reign of Blood. It was almost yeah. like a safe haven. And because of that, many, many Space Marine chapter masters and high fabricators of the Mechanicus found Sebastian Thor and his news and either allied with him or swore to protect him because, you know, they were like, yeah, holy shit, this Goge guy is a fucking asshole. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's an understatement, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they they believed that he went against, like, the machine god and everything the machine god stood for. Uh, often oh, the yeah. Van Dyer would like would ask the Mechanicus like to forcefully make him all this crap, and they'd be like, oh. "No." However, eventually, with enough time, Sebastian Thor gathered an insane following, and that was when another coup, I guess, or more of a revolt, would finally spark. Mm-hmm. Going over to Terra, uh, which you know is Earth, for if you forget, because yeah, yeah. some people yeah. forget that. Um, going over to Terra with large fleets of space marines and Mechanicus vessels, they began practically like trying to get him removed, mm-hmm. get him, get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, there was just one problem. Uh, there was an entire like gigantic military force of Fraternus Templars and Sisters of Battle, and they were way too powerful. In fact. They oh, caught, they man. fought consistently, and, and Van Dyer was like, "Yo, my generals, my high lords of terror guys, go out there and deal with those space marines and mechanicus." And they were like, "No, that's fucking suicide. <laughs> Are you shitting me?" And then, of course, they were executed for not doing it. Of course, of course, because it's ghost, yeah, you know. yeah, because he's a fucking douchebag. But like, yeah, yeah. like all of them were like, "Fuck that." 
I ain't fighting the <laughs> space marines. Are you shitting me? Uh, and you know, and then every time they said no, a sister of battle would unsheath her sword and and cut his head off. Because because yeah, that's how um, it works. That's what he does. That's what they do. So that's what they do. So so does he have any fighting force left, or did they finally? Realize, I guess we're gonna go fight him. Well, they, they basically they held up in the ecclesiarchal palace. The Imperial Palace, uh, I think it was the Imperial Palace, or I'm not sure which palace it was, but basically all of the Templars and the sisters were so trained, so powerful that they couldn't break the siege. I mean, I mean, they probably couldn't with enough uh-huh. like pow- firepower, but this was like this was Terra. This yeah. was the holy area of the Emperor himself. They were basically held up in the Emperor's like Emperor's Palace, well, so you can't just bomb it. That's true. And, you can't really. And then you had all the issues with like the, the, the human populace, and they kept on trying to get through to the palace, and they couldn't get past the sisters, and they couldn't get past the uh, the, the Templars with you know his little militia. Yeah, Damn. but but during this entire frame of time, it's my favorite fucking part of the story, and I love this. During this entire <laughs> part, the Adeptus Custodes, the Golden Boys, right, the mm-hmm. the Watchers of the Emperor himself, they. We're kind of didn't have a horse in this race. Mm-hmm. They their job is simple: protect the emperor, nothing but. Yeah. But what the main guy, I got into the captain general. I don't know if it was Val, uh, Constantine Valdor, if it was Trajan Valoris, but one of the major captain generals was kind of sitting there watching. Now, there's this cool thing. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but it's called the uh, blood games that the custodians would do. And basically, they would take half the custodians and they would attempt to break into the palace and and kill the emperor. Not actually, but like attempt to do so as if they were the enemy. And this would allow them to consistently shore up their defenses and figure out stuff. So the Imperial Palace is just a maze of hidden passageways and secret entrances and all this crap that allow the custodians to traverse because in case of of any kind of battle. Mm -hmm. Now... Because of this, the Captain General used said things to escape from the Imperial Palace and go meet with the Marines and the Mechanicus and ask them what the hell's going on. And they've been basically telling him everything going on, what the hell's happening, all this crazy shit. And because at this point, it's becoming a bit of a danger to Big E and everything. And they kind of need a little bit of a horse in the race. So after learning about everything... This custodian would eventually enter the room with the major contingent of sisters, Alicia Dominica being one of them. Mm-hmm. And he would meet with them quietly and personally. And he spoke with, with uh, Alicia and told him ev- her everything. What Van Dyer is, what he's been doing, all this kind of stuff. And uh-huh. she, she would not have it. She, re- she refused she was oh, yeah. so loyal, like like you know, custodian is obviously extremely like appreciate uh, appreciated, yeah, yeah. but it's not enough, right? Oh, yeah. So he saw no other option. So what he did, the custodian, the captain general, he left like four of his personal bodyguard as hostages for the sisters, mm-hmm. and he escorted Alicia Dominica and her personal five bodyguard warriors named Arabella. Lucia, Mina, Silvana, and Catherine. Also, mm-hmm. which is the uh, Triumph of St. Catherine, which is the model uh, that w- is you can purchase as the sisters now. Oh, okay. Um, that, that, like, coffin dance, that's actually yeah, the, yeah. the corpse of Catherine who was here for this. 
Oh, um, okay. Which is kind of cool. But he yeah, yeah. led them directly into the golden throne of the emperor himself. Like, wow. they stood in front of the corpse of the emperor himself, and nobody knows what happened. Nothing has been recorded. No one has oh. said anything. But when they stepped out of the room, uh, Alicia Dominica eyes it, it w- would be would be misconstrued as the center of the sun. She was fucking appalled and enraged to a level like never before seen. Oh. She was so insanely angry, and she oh. m- like took her and her six uh, or five other women and marched to Van Dyer. And I quote. You have committed the ultimate heresy. Not only have you turned your back on the emperor and stepped away from his light, you have profaned his name and almost destroyed almost everything he has striven (laughs) to build. You have perverted and twisted the path he has laid for mankind to tread. As your Uh own decrees have stated, there can be no mercy for such a crime, no pity for such a criminal. I renounce your lordship. You walk in the darkness and cannot be allowed to live. Your sentence has been long overdue, and now... Now it is time for you to die. And as she said these words to Van Dyer, he like shaking his head and like like his body trembling. In a sense, Mm -hmm. he might have been like so divorced from reality that he barely even understood what she was saying. And his last words, and this is the only thing about Gauche Van Dyer that I find fucking funny, Uh is, quote, I don't have time to die. I'm too busy. What? It is the only Chad thing Van Dyer has ever done. Oh, I hope she fucked him up something good. I hope he gets like unsheathing uh, Dominica's power sword. She took one swing and his and uh, at his head and decapitated his body right there on the spot, which is interesting because Van Dyer's force field Rosarius just happened to fail him at that time. Oh, which is kind of a a thought process of like the sister's ability to create miracles because of the emperor's will. Kind of. It's it's somewhat assumed that maybe the emperor was like no Rosarius for you. And right, right like that, just head decapitated from his body and Gosh Van Dyer would cease to be. I will be honest with you. There was a part of me was like, man, I really wanted him to have like prolonged suffering. Like, I, really I really hope he got kneecapped. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, if they could like hook him up to a machine that like constantly tortures him for all of eternity, I really dig that. But I guess decapitation will have to do. It's, I mean, it's pretty fucking badass. I absolutely yeah. love this story, like the concept that even the custodian of the emperor couldn't sway them. So she had to be taken and her bodyguard personally to the emperor himself. Yep. And then they just emerge from that room with no no record of what happened. Just like enraged. All yep. of the women were like in their own right so excited to fucking like decapitate this <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm sure they were. Um I'm I'm yeah. curious what happened in in that room. Would what, what, what did 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 Ems just commune with them? You think or like, possibly, yeah? possibly he spoke to them. He like did like he has like he still has like a psychic power. He can't people probably can't talk because his face probably doesn't work. But um, because yeah, it's just a, you know it's just a skull. Yeah, it, there's a good chance that he might have. Honestly, I'm not quite sure, but that's not really the point. This is one of the few points yeah, yeah, yeah. of like of like subtlety that yeah. Warhammer has. 
somehow she found out and boy did she let him have it she absolutely did um all of these six women have uh been immortalized as saints so this is known as saint oh, dominica the triumph of saint catherine you know mm -hmm. um uh alicia dominica is easily one of my favorite characters in all of 40k lore I find her in like she was the one who went to Van Dyer and was like, "You do not get to go in this room," and then you know, oh, she's she the was, one that stood up to him. Mm-hmm. And then she was the one who stood up to him again. Yep, it's and so took cool. His head off. So after that, uh, Sebastian Thor became the new Ecclesiarch. Mm -hmm. um, he dismantled almost all of Van Dyer's quote unquote reforms and political changes. He segmented the uh, High Lord's position multiple times to the Senatorum Imperialis, the Ministorum, the Ecclesiarchy. He basically created checks and balances. Um, mm -hmm. He completely dismantled the Fraternus Templars and issued something called Decree Passive, which means that the Ecclesiarchy could not maintain men under arms, quote unquote, men uh, under arms is that how they get around that okay now naturally the church does need a fighting force uh-huh so course they do so with this large group of the uh brides of the emperor they were then renamed to the adeptus sororitas also known as the sisters of battle and they were now their own group to uh to fight for the church in their own right um and that's about that's about it that's that's Whew. the end. That was the age of apostasy. Um, the sisters Ooh. are now on their own thing. They have their own orders. Alicia Dominica uh, is the was the saint of the Order of the Ebon Chalice, my personal favorite uh, order. We'll talk more about mm -hmm. them in the sisters episode. But okay. um, she she as well as all the other saints have died because they're not um, they're not immortal. like immortal. Yeah. But she actually died to a traitor las gunshot. Um, she, oh, no. uh, she, she was under fire in a, in a battle and she was, I think she was stained like over a hundred gunfire wounds to wow. her arm, to her armor and everything. And it, and still stood up until one final last gunshot pierced her heart because her armor was weakened and broken. And that's how she finally passed. Jesus. That's it's, some armor. That's a badass Jesus. Oh, they're they're so cool. Saint Catherine was the same way. They now tote her dead body into battle in the coffin dance model. Which Jeez. if you if you haven't seen that model, oh my god, it's my favorite model in the whole game. Like <laughs> I'll right. show it to you, I'll show it to you later, but um because okay. obviously we're on a podcast they can't see. But for yeah, those of you yeah. viewers listening, go look up the Triumph of Saint Catherine model. It's so cool. But um yeah, no, it's I love this this story. I think it's so cool. It's it's a little bit more like a little more personal. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. it's Goge Van Dyer and and just how terrible he is. And it's nice that it's not Zinch being an asshole. It's not an orc like Wah. It's not the Eldar butt fucking yeah. Slanesh into oblivion. It's just <laughs> it's just this one really corrupt man who got yeah. his comeuppance, and it just feels good. I like those smaller story. Well, it's not small, but. More like hyper detailed stories. I think this would make for a really good like film. The uh, oh, yeah. you start like you have Alicia Dominica as the main character, and you have the big climax ending with her going to the Emperor mm -hmm. room and shit. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it, it's set up really nicely where you you get like this obvious fucking villain Goge Van Dyer and his sort of rise to power and how awful, awful, how awful 
Uh, he is. And then you just sort of, you know, you, you get to that point and, and he finally gets his comeuppance and, oh, I, I was it's, so happy that he actually did get killed. It's like, oh, yeah, he's still leading today. He's uh, found a way to immortalize himself. And, you know, I was like, oh, if that happens, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Good old Sebastian Thor led the Ecclesiarchy all the way to the end of his life. He, uh, oh, good for him. He, he might legitimately be one of the best, like, the, the nicest guys around mm -hmm. in, in terms of Warhammer lore. He's pretty fantastic. Q, Q comment section going, um, actually, there was someone nicer. Yeah, his name was Sebastian. his name was Vulcan, and he set an Eldar child on fire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't wait for that episode when you finally. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, though I will, I will say, with this episode basically being done, I will say I am so excited because on the next episode we are doing what Shy wants. We are talking orcs. Ooh, ah, We're doing orcs. Ah, no, don't 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 say wog. Don't no, don't do it. That's a sign. <laughs> Too late. Wah, well, it's <laughs> they're fun they, guys, they, right? <laughs> they say that because they're saying war, but they have like the the Cockney British bouncer accent. Oh, so it's actually more of like a wah. That. It's like oh. wah, not it's like you know war wah. It's not like it's not wag. <laughs> Yo, I didn't know that. I thought it was just the wah, like that was just some crazy war. I didn't know that it was like, oh yeah, it's just it's just their Courtney way of saying whoa. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. Ah, so, you learn so, something new every day. Yeah, the orcs all talk in like the the bouncer Cockney British accent. Yeah, they, it's so silly. But <laughs> that will be our next episode. I'm excited. Um, until then, to all of our patrons, thank you so much for listening. It was fantastic. I got to have my fun little episode. Shy is getting her next one. Uh, as for all of you on Patreon at Depth is Ridiculous, uh, or patreon.com slash Depth is Ridiculous, we thoroughly appreciate your support. Uh, we have all these different options coming up, both the Elementors episode and also some other gameplay stuff. I'm sure me, DK, and Shy will have a fantastic Dawn of War couple of games, which will be really <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, we'll probably play some Mechanicus, things like that. And... From there, of course, uh, this has been weekly episodes starting up, and this has been pretty great doing this. The Mondays that we record are kind of the highlights of our week, oh, yeah. and we're really happy that you've been enjoying yourselves as well. So, DK, where can they find you? Everywhere. You can find me Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, DK Diamantes, except on Instagram, real DK Diamantes, until I make a fortune and just buy that fucking name out on Instagram. Hell yeah. Uh, you can find me over at Bricky on everything, basically everywhere. I stream quite often, got my YouTube stuff, all is good. And Shy, you can find at either Quiet Shy or Quite Shallow on either Twitter or YouTube, etc. Which, if you'd like, you can visit Adept Ridiculous on Twitter as well. If you'd like to see some of updates as well as awesome fan art and things of that nature. And oh man, I forgot about the fan art request I wanted this episode. Ooh, what's the fan art request? I, wa I wanted the, a little, like, a Doge meme. A Doge as goes Van, Goge Van Dyer, and he's like, Mr. Emperor, I assure you, having all of the brides of the of the Emperor walk around barefoot is essential to, to the <laughs> running of the Ecclesiarchy. Uh, I'm going to mention that in the beginning of the Orcs episode, because I really want to see that, and people oh, might not have listened this far. But but the best part is then he wouldn't be Goge Van Dyer, he'd be Doge Van Dyer. Ah! Let's go! Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's End the fucking episode. Go! End the episode. Episode. I'm right done. There, cut it. 